Welcome to episode 26 of the WebJoy podcast. I'm your host, Eddie. And in this podcast, we interview guests about their origin story and what makes them excited and joyful to be part of the tech community. I hope you enjoy today's episode. I think you're ready with April Bowler. April, thank you for joining us today. I'm excited to have you on the WebJoy podcast. Yeah, just kind of to get started, why don't you tell everyone who you are, what you do, where you work, you know, just a brief intro about yourself, if you will. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) My name is April, and I currently work as a developer for OnePassword, working primarily on the web application version of our product. And I do a lot of front-end work, a little bit of back-end, but mostly mostly the (laughs) front-end. That's cool. I guess, what's a a short version of your story, right? How did you come to get involved in tech? Yeah, so I always liken it to me kind of always searching for what do I want to be when I grow up. And at some point, I became a mother. And um, because our circumstances, I was privileged enough to be able to stay home with my children for the formative years. And then once they went all, I have three, when they all went into school, I started working part-time. And then I realized that I just wasn't satisfied with what I was doing. It was just not very fulfilling. And so I didn't want to move that into full time. So somewhere along the line, my daughter, when she hit high school, started looking at what she wanted to study at college and different careers and things. And we came across web or uh, I guess computer science and, and development in general. It fits her personality really, really well. And as I was going through and marking all the boxes, I went, wait a minute those mark all of my boxes too. (laughs) (laughs) I like to solve problems. I like to be creative. I like structured context to work in. (laughs) (laughs) And so I started just kind of playing around with some online free courses and then stepped that up to some online paid courses. And one led to another, which led to the ability to be involved in an internship, which led to me being employed. So here I am. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's really interesting. I love the fact that you were helping your daughter figure out what she wanted to do. And it's not like she was like, oh, that's dumb. And you were like, yeah. oh, that's interesting. That's great. You both actually found an interest in it. Did you all get to like do any kind of studying together or anything like that? We didn't. That's where the mother-daughter you know, relationship <laughs> stepped in. It was like, Fair okay, yeah, that's cool that you're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you trying to copy me, mom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what was, no, what's really fair. funny is I got my first job offer two weeks after she got her first internship offer, which ultimately became her job. So now we both still work in the industry. (laughs) Well, hey, that is really cool. No, definitely as as someone who has been a child and as someone who has a child, I totally understand. Kids don't always want their their parents following them. (laughs) Yeah, we still don't talk too much about work even now. More than just like, we can understand when we're venting like, oh, it takes forever to get my code reviewed. Like she gets it. But other than that, (laughs) really dive into details. (laughs) Well, hey, that that is pretty cool because as far as me, like no one in my family has anything to do with tech. And so, yeah, oftentimes you're like, oh my gosh, this bug can take forever to figure out. And no one can understand that frustration and yet also joy at the same time. So that's great that you have someone... (laughs) It's, It's funny you say that. My husband constantly comments on like, 
you cuss so much. <laughs> I don't understand why you say you love this job. I'm like, I can't explain it. I can't. It just is. And yes, I do curse a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a masochist that way, I guess. But I do love it. <laughs> Well, we face these frustrations while programming, right? And like, I guess, what is it that gets you excited about working as a software engineer, right? What helps kind of push you over those frustrating points to kind of keep you engaged and excited? I really do love the creative aspects. Again, I do a lot of the front end stuff. So there's a, you know, and, and I think there's creativity on on all sides of the code base. But in particular, it's just kind of a fun thing to just take a blank white page and make it this like, designed beautiful thing, you know, and to do that with code is, I don't know, it's fun. I like it. <laughs> and then I, I am at my heart, I'm a problem solver. Like I gravitate towards like puzzle things, puzzle games, the strategy thing, you know, that's just kind of where my brain loves to be, I guess. So yeah, digging in and finding that semicolon as frustrating as it is, like <laughs> the joy of finding it is just fills me in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> it's that needle in a haystack, right? And it's like, yeah. you, you found it. You may have dug through a lot of hay, but there it was. <laughs> it's the determination of just knowing there's a solution. Like there is a solution. Mm. And is my first go at it going to be the prettiest? Probably not. But there's going to be a solution. And then from there, I can refine it. And then just, I don't know, believing in that there is a solution to find. I just have to keep digging. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm sure there's a problem I'm going to come across where that, that proves to be false. But thus far, I have not. So <laughs> I love that. I think... As you said, right, there's creativity and there's problem solving for anyone who's a software engineer. I mean, really anyone who's in tech, right, even design, like you have a problem of how do you help a user do this? And, you know, you solve it through interaction patterns and stuff. Marketing, like, how do we solve the issue of making someone buy this thing? But I also think, like you said, for front end, it's people who, with the front end, to solve visual problems in a way. Yeah. And that's definitely, I, I've spent a lot of time in front end. That's definitely, I, I like solving, of course, some code problems, but I also love solving visual problems too and making things look, look fun and pretty and engaging. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's fun. <laughs> you know, on this podcast, it's web joy. We like to talk about things that bring us joy in the tech industry. And so I just kind of wanted to say, Hey, what, what is it that brings you joy in the tech industry? You know, I just, I really love the elements of camaraderie that exists in the tech industry. I spent a good portion of the first couple of years dabbling and trying to learn code, feeling like I couldn't, I couldn't share that skill with others because they were going to see that I was just an idiot, didn't know what I was doing. And so I did it alone and independent and on my own. And I really had no gauge of where I was at. And as we all know, we never give ourselves enough credit for what we know. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, but as I was going through the journey, and in particular, as I started to delve into, you know, more of like the paid guided courses, you know, there was this constant reach out there and network and get to know people. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. They're going to just look at me and laugh and be like, oh, noob, who wants to deal with that? You know? <laughs> So finally, I was like, there was, it came through my thing again. And it was like, uh, you know, just start following people on Twitter. And I was like, I can do that. I can do Twitter because then nobody sees me. <laughs> I, don't, I can engage at a level that I'm comfortable with. 
and you know go from there and so so that was like my first step and I just happened to join Twitter and start some of like the the code newbie accounts and like the accounts that are kind of are more well known to be the supportive of developing developers and code newbie just happened to be having their like I think it's a weekly chat but it's a chat that they do on Twitter and the question that time was what advice would you give to somebody learning to code and I just remember like those replies just because I didn't I wasn't following a lot of people yet and so like their replies just kept coming in my feed and I remember just sitting there like with literal tears going, oh my God, there's this whole like source of people out there that actually care if I succeed <laughs> and they, they don't even know me, but they care. Like it was just kind of inspirational and jarring all at the same time. And then that gave me the courage to go to local meetups, which made me realize that I was further along than I was giving myself credit for. And through those connections and encouragements, I was able to get the internship that I got. And, you know, I probably would have still been sitting in my living room learning to code <laughs> had I not like stepped out of that fear of being exposed and, and being a noob and, and just embraced that and let others who wanted to be there to say, you've got this. And if you have questions, I'm happy to help. And, you know, that was, I love that. I just have never experienced that in, in any of the other aspect of like my journey thus far. I love how you were nervous. And so there was this way of kind of going down this path where it's like, you didn't have to go to a conference with thousands of people and feel like, Hey, I'm a developer, but instead like you could engage on Twitter. And even like the main thing was you were following the code newbies and you saw people's replies to this question. And it's like, their replies weren't even necessarily directed to you at that moment, right? Like it was just to anyone trying to learn. And yet that spoke to you as someone who was like nervous and in this new space that like, oh, hey, I'm welcome here. Like people care enough to write advice into the void. That's really awesome. And that it took you on this journey to say, hey, like now I can actually go meet up with people in person. And like, it's not scary because I've seen that like these people are are kind and they want to engage with others and stuff. I love that. Yeah. No, that sums it up exactly. It was it was really nice. It, it was really appreciated very much so. <laughs> Have you kind of run into any specific instances of, you know, someone going out of their way to help you on your journey like either on Twitter or in a like the meetups or anything else kind of along the way? I have so many, <laughs> not necessarily on Twitter because, because I did just my personality. I do tend to be a little bit more reserved on Twitter. There was a, there was a period of time when I was a little bit more active and I was writing blog posts for the intern part of the internship program that I was a part of. And so I would promote those, not necessarily for my sake, but for the program itself, because I really felt strongly that it was a great program and I wanted more people to be aware of it. And so as I wrote those blog posts, I would share them and things. But then once that was over and I was working, I kind of went back to my little lurky corner. <laughs> so, so you won't see too many posts from me. I'll retweet from time to time something that resonates, but generally I'm, I'm a scroller and a lurker. And then I would say like the most impactful to me was uh, the organizer for one of the local meetups was the one who introduced me to the internship program that I participated in. And when they mentioned it and specifically at during after they had announced it to the whole group and then afterwards when we had the social time, they specifically came to me and said, you should apply. And I was like, I'm not 
I'm not, I don't, nah, I'm not, can't. And you're like, just apply, just apply. It's like, you, you answer like four questions to apply. Like, and you can do that. I know you can do that. And then from there, you can go see what happens next. And I was like, okay, fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> but that push and that nudge and that encouragement of like, I think you're ready. And I would love to see you do this. I really, really appreciated that. And I have tried paying that and have paid that forward to at least at least one other person, but I think others, but one in particular, <laughs> where it was somebody that I also saw at our meetup group that was progressing and kind of, I saw them in a similar space that I was of spinning their wheels and trying to be perfect their, their JavaScript and trying to perfect where they were at and, and stepping in and saying, you need to take this to the next level. Let's get you started on some open source contributions so that you can actually work in real code instead of trying to just keep learning these concepts and ideas that you might not ever come across. And you have the skills to research them if you do. <laughs> that was kind of the most impactful one for me. And I love that you mentioned like, you kind of paid that forward as well, right? Like this community mm -hmm. only continues to be impactful in that way if we receive it and we also pay it forward and we give it forward. So I love that yeah. kind of train happening there. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. And that's, I think because it had such a positive impact on me, it just drives me the most to be able to provide and to pay that forward. You know, I kind of came across you because you being involved with, the collab lab. And I think that's another big community, right? Like in speaking mm -hmm. of communities that kind of people receive, people pay forward, where they kind of have taken that receiving and paying forward into a persevering life cycle, right? Where people can come, people can learn, and then people can then mentor and carry that forward. Um, yeah. I guess, you know, what are your experiences with the, the Collab Lab and, and what did that look like? Yeah, I've actually been involved with them on a few different levels. I came across them on Twitter, <laughs> which is their primary outreach um, source as well. I really loved the concept and the idea because one of the things when I, when I did my internship, the mentor that I worked with asked me at the very beginning, like, what are you hoping to take away from this? Like, what are you hoping to learn out of this experience? Like, and you know, they gave some examples, like, do you want to become better at React? Do you want to look, you know, better at, and there's a lot of technical aspects that they were asking, like, if I wanted to improve. And I was just like, I want to know what it feels like to work on a team, mm. to work as part of a team. And, and what does that look and feel like? Because this is a world that's not, I've never done this before. <laughs> and so I want to be able to walk into a job and feel competent and not feel lost and confused and so forth so that I can be the best, you know, give the best of myself to that job. So that was kind of my, my goal and my purpose. And I think at that point I had realized like the code will come and with, I had already seen, so, and, I, and we'll talk a little bit later about the program itself, but I had already experienced what it was like to get feedback from a senior developer. And so I already knew like the, the growth was going to be there from a technical standpoint. Mm. And so I wanted to ensure that I then got that other layer <laughs> involved. When I saw the Colab Lab, that's kind of their mission statement <laughs> or a version of their mission statement, which is to, to give early career developers that experience of what it feels like to collaborate as part of a team so that when they are interviewing, they can have more informed conversations about their experience and, and that process. And then when they step in on day one, they step in just a little bit 
more ready and prepared for the work that they're going to be asked to do. And without a lot of the side noise, like the friction that comes from not knowing what the process looks like. And so I, I just really want to be there and support that. So I've been, I've been a mentor for a couple of cohorts. I've also done some mock interviews during their career lab. Um, in fact, I have another mock interview coming up. I'm both going to be giving one to one of the uh, Collabi participants, but I'm also going to do the interview of mentor. I'll be the interviewee. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So just to give them an example of what it looks like to, what does an interview look like? (laughs) It's a really great program and I really appreciate the work that they do. And so I try to contribute where I can. And then I also presented it to my work and we incorporated it in as part of one of our company um, initiatives. And so we've had multiple people from my work also jump in and mentor and help out. So it's slowed down a little bit lately, but, but it was fun for it's been for a little bit. We had like four or five people going at a time. So it was fun. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Like you said, it's interesting. You can really tell when kind of a company or a group of people within a company like really support because you, when you join the Collab Lab Slack, like you'll end up running across, you know, several companies that you have a handful of people from the same company all involved. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow. It definitely makes a, a really positive statement, you know, as far as like, yeah the people who are involved in this company and what they prioritize and what they care about. So that was encouraging to see. It was really great. I was actually really, um, I was really happy to see that being undertaken from us. And, and it was kind of a, in and around the aspects of, you know, we as a company try to do what we can in regards to like diversity and inclusion and so forth. And so we wanted to be able to try to mirror that out into the bigger tech sphere. And so by supporting an organization like the Collab Lab, which does also support underrepresented individuals, it kind of gave us an opportunity to, you know, be out there and be involved and and make a difference outside of our internal circle. Yeah, that's great because that's, that's one reason... I got involved with the Collab Lab as well because as a white man in tech, I am amongst a huge herd of overly represented. Uh, you go <laughs> go down the checklist of are you overrepresented in tech? Yes, I am a clone <laughs> of many people. And so for me, like figuring out how to help tech become a more diverse and inclusive place, like being part of companies and looking around being like, uh, this company isn't, you know, very diverse. A big problem is the funnel in like people knowing that they can be in tech, knowing that there are people to support them and help get them ahead, right? Where it's like, oh, like, not only do I know the tech, but I can work on a team and I have team experience and kind of helping break down some of the systematic things that hold people who are underrepresented back from being able to be involved or having as good interviews or things like that. So yeah, I love that focus. One of the other pieces that I think is is really, really, really lacking in our industry is is a lot of individuals find tech later. They don't always find it in college. And sometimes it's misconceptions about what kind of skills they need to have to be a computer science major or you know, sometimes it's simply they can't afford to go to college, you know? I mean, like, there's so many reasons why individuals don't take the traditional college path. So then you have this pool of people that the industry is trying to bring in, or so the speak says, <laughs> um, but they don't have this, the college degree. And if you look at 
and I, from my own personal experience, the opportunities that are afforded to you through internships and otherwise are usually gated by that. Like you have to be an active student at an accredited university in order to be qualified to do the internship at this company or that company. And so when you have a lot of these individuals, and, and many times it's from the underrepresented communities that are coming into this career later in their in their lives or through non-traditional means, there's just not a lot of resources available to get that experience. And so wherever I can help programs that offer that through such as the Collab Lab, I, I'm going to do my best to do so. <laughs> Right. So speaking of, right, like internships and how people can get that kind of experience, um, you kind of hinted at this earlier, but kind of talking through your experiences with an internship, you know, obviously in this podcast, as people are probably used to me saying, like, we love to support each other, right? And we always kind of want to hear what shout outs people have for things that they might want to look into and might be helpful. And so with that, you kind of had your internship. And so tell me a little bit more about that. Absolutely. I'd love to. So I went through a program called Outreachy. Um, I believe your website is outreachy.org. It's an organization that's intended to bring underrepresented individuals into free and open source software community. And it is a paid internship, which is nice, obviously. <laughs> I mean, it's not the highest paying internship, but it is one. And uh, there's an application process, and if you if you clear through the application process, then you are brought into what's called a submission phase. And so that submission phase is approximately a month, if I remember correctly. And during that time, you can pick a project from the organizations that are participating in the uh, uh, program and contribute to their code bases through their open source code base. And it's a really great way to get some experience working on actual code bases with dedicated mentors there to help guide you and give you feedback. And so when I did it, as I said, I didn't feel like I was prepared at all. And so then I started it and I picked a, a project to kind of floated, I guess, lurked around a couple of the boards for some of the different projects. And I really liked the overall tone of the mentors on the project that I ultimately ended up contributing to. Because for time and resource, you're best to pick one or two projects total. Because, you know, otherwise you only ever get the opportunity to do very small starter projects. Like clean up these extra CSS lines that made it through a rebase. Or, you know, go in and change the text on this error message. Or things that just are designed to get the code base on your computer, get it compiling, get it running, have you find yourself, find the code that you need to fix, and then not have to worry about the fix itself, like those little starter issues. And so if you're trying to contribute to multiple projects, you're probably never going to get past that phase. <laughs> and so That makes sense. So I found, the, I found the organization. And so it happened to be a project um, run through Mozilla called Pontoon. They're a localization application that, that Mozilla uses for some of the internal localization. And it's also free and open source software that can be used by others. And so I ended up in the end kind of approaching it with, I have 30 days with mentors that are ready and willing to review and give feedback. And I'm going to take full advantage of that. And if I get the internship, that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> and so in the end, I ended up kind of, I think I put in five or six patches through the course of that first month and then actually continued on one of my patches while we waited for the internships to be announced. And so 
and then and then I got the internship. So it was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) But what I really liked about that process was twofold. One, I had the ability to show my skills. It wasn't just an application where you talk about or and it wasn't um, like a you know, like an elite code test or something along those lines that just shows whether or not I can process logically and and a certain time restriction or whatever. Um, It was real code that I was then able to interact with and communicate with the the maintainers and have that give and take process. And I really, really appreciated that, especially as somebody who didn't qualify for traditional internship opportunities such as those offered to college students. And so even if all I ever got was those first 30 days, it still would have been an invaluable asset to me going forward. So it was it was an extra gift to be able to do the internship and complete the internship project for them. And I still actually participate on that project to this day. And it's been, I think, three years now, I think three three or four years now since I started on it. Yeah. I haven't done a lot of code contributions lately just because life, but I do still attend most of our weekly, you know, calls just to touch base with me, keep in touch with what's happening on the project. And so that when I do dive in, I'll be ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) I love how, you know, they utilized open source and, you know, also like being a paid internship for many people in underrepresented, like that can be a huge challenge if the bar is, oh, I have to, you know, work for unpaid for X amount of time. Like, all those things we can do to kind of pull down the gates and, and open things up is is excellent. So that's awesome. That's an excellent program. I, I was very happy with my participation in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today, April. It's been a pleasure chatting and I gained to hear a little more about your story and, and what gets you excited about the tech industry. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us for episode 26, I Think You're Ready, with April Bowler. You can find out more about April on her Twitter at A underscore Bowler 2. You can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as a link to April's Twitter in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, help others discover it as well. Why don't you give us a shout out on Twitter or tag a friend or coworker that you think would enjoy it. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter or subscribe to our newsletter to stay up to date. Thank you for listening and have a great day.